welcome to this week's episode of Coffee Talk. If you just joined us, Coffee Talks are the short in-between episodes where we read your user-submitted stories, hang out with friends, talk about witchy pop culture, or uh, chat with you about what's going on in our personal lives and practices. I was about to say, you didn't even stutter on witchy. I know, and then here I stuttered on something stupid. That's okay. It's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> so it's like really you... pretty. I know, <laughs> so pretty. So pretty. But if you want to be featured on Coffee Talk, email us at submissions at coffeeandcauldrons.com or you can send us your submission on our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com. You can send us your tips, your ghost stories, or any kind of funny story you think the community would love to hear. Um, be sure to let us know if we can share your name or if you prefer to stay anonymous. Your social media usernames are also a great way to get credit. And if writing out your story is just not for you and you would rather just, you know, voice note it as we all typically do now to save time instead of just <laughs> typing things out you can leave us a voicemail on our um, little phone number and that number is 351-207-0799 we've already got a whole bunch of new submissions and I'm oh, really I'm so excited, excited. I'm very I think excited. we're going to play and read some next episode because mm-hmm. um, we don't want to overload you guys with too much stuff at once um but we're very excited i am too um and before we get into this episode as a reminder we do have a class on january 25th for the library tearing up on patreon you mean february February? that's what i meant was february 25th not january 25th i meant february because I'm very pretty. Um, <laughs> this class is going to be hosted by Elohim Leafar. It's going to be on dream magic, which he just had a book come out about mm-hmm. this, which is going to be very exciting. Mm-hmm. You can join us on Patreon for the library tier and up for this. Or you can join us on Eventbrite, where if you're like, Patreon's not for me, but I am interested in this class. We are now hosting that as an option for people who just aren't interested in long-term subscription. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um with the patreon as well if you are a part of it and you're like i want to see this class but there's no way i'm gonna make it Mm -hmm. uh, do remember that we have all of our classes available immediately and for you to watch back as well as the entire catalog of classes that came before that so yeah you can literally get a backlog of classes like amazing classes like <laughs> there's oh, so no. many yeah i i think it's a really great deal but you're totally entitled to disagree um mm-hmm. but if you would like to join us that would be amazing and we'd be happy yeah. to have you yeah. yeah so okay that being said what are we talking about today what's going on tell me what's in your brain <laughs> so i spent like all of yesterday like right now our backyard is like completely covered in like dead nettle and it's already Mm -hmm. flowering and stuff like that because spring is coming a whole lot faster oh i i did like a whole video of it like i'm i didn't see it but i'm gonna go i haven't done it yet i haven't posted it yet but Mm -hmm. i guess when this comes out it should be out we'll see i don't know um the plan is to either release that collectively as a group (laughs) and if you don't have it out (laughs) i just want you to know that i will be one of the spotify commenters to let you know that i'm disappointed in you (laughs) (laughs) okay okay mom But no, it's so pretty, and I can't believe how much that we have. It probably just shows, you know, we really do need a mow, but that's fine. It's still winter. (laughs) But um, 
But it's really interesting because the dead metal is growing next to um, the, um, gosh, the, next to the dandelions. So it's kind of like Pretty. spring and winter, like intermingling. Yeah. It's really pretty. And that's oh no, really it's like beautiful, a, I bet. It's like a really good message about like winter in general. Like, you know, you think winter is everything is asleep nothing's happening and you mm-hmm. know dead nettle kind of shows that stuff is happening below the surface and there's um, a metaphor there yeah there is a metaphor there <laughs> <laughs> when the dark and the light meet each other you will always find the lightness within the dark and the darkness within the light exactly you got it all <laughs> and at the end of the day none of us are the big light <laughs> no Mm-mm. That's the burning, you know, light in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm very, it makes me very excited to start foraging again. Stuff is starting to come back. Mm-hmm. Although I know, I know, you know, spring, the day actual spring starts, there's going to be nothing like really growing <laughs> besides still the dead nettle and dandelions. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. I just soon, you know real nettle will start growing and mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So what if you I'm hoping that we can like the snow will melt enough on the hiking trail right by our house mm-hmm. that we can take our toddler on a hike um <laughs> sometime soon. Just like in the flat areas, not the high up spots obviously, and see if we can find anything. I think that mm-hmm. they would really like that and I think it'd be fun. So That'd be so cute to start, like, identifying plants with smoke ball. I I saw a thing that was, like, you take an egg carton Mm -hmm. and you you color a different color in each little slot and then you have them try to color match from, like, nature. And I thought that might be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really good way to kind of start incorporating them and doing things like collecting home harvest fresh herbs um and just kind of talking about it like talking about the plants and talking about like what they do like magic aside we can talk about like the mundane uses for them Mm -hmm. we can talk about the folklore and like obviously done in a toddler appropriate way um (laughs) but i think it might be really i don't know really good way for us to kind of combine learning and also like things that are important to mommy Mm mm-hmm and it's good to know that, like, stuff that's going on around you and on the earth and developing that love for the earth early. Yeah. Because so many of us are, yeah. you know, at our age are so disconnected from the earth. So and jaded. Stuff like that. So jaded. <laughs> but I think that's good. Start them young. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. And I just, I do think it's really important to have an awareness of things and historically when Francis and I have done these hikes um, we have collected trash along the way because I also think that that's really important I think that we are all servants of the land to a degree and mm-hmm. part of part of being a witch in my opinion in my practice is taking care of the land that's around us and picking mm-hmm. up trash uh, so I think that that might be a really good thing to start te- teaching them as well Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when we go on our longer walks on the road where there is a ton of trash that mm. could use picking up, mm-hmm. it's too long of a road next to cars with no sidewalk mm-hmm. that I am, don't feel comfortable with them picking up trash. 
it's so <laughs> it's so strange because you know especially in america we we rarely have sidewalks where we need sidewalks and yeah it just makes things so dangerous and i know unless you live you know, in a big city of course yeah but then that you know that's the whole point is go out and be close to nature and stuff like that and there's like no sidewalks next to the road to get to said nature where you will be on a you know dirt trail eventually but i don't know it's really frustrating i i don't know i just there's something very low like i don't know the right word Mm -hmm. like bottomy about littering to me Mm -hmm. like really you couldn't hold on to that i mean you held on to it with an item in it this whole time <laughs> always like you can't hold on trash. to it for another 10 minutes to throw it appropriately in a trash receptacle well that and then like especially next to the road you'll always find like beer cans and stuff like that it's like oh so we're drinking and driving and you're drink driving stuff. very yeah. cool oh, you just so don't care cool. about nothing do you buddy <laughs> <laughs> you're so cool <laughs> it's literally it's so insane um yeah but yeah we do the same thing we go out and we collect trash and we use like the compostable um trash bags and stuff like that so we don't feel bad about like leaving it into the little trash receptacles usually found on the hikes that that's we go smart on. yeah um that's the only really problem smart. is with those bags they tear so easily so you have to be super careful about what like they're like made of prayer <laughs> they're made of whispers um it's compostable robin it's compostable we used to uh because when Francis and I still lived in San Francisco, mm-hmm. we obviously lived in a big city, so there was composting rules. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, like, you know, every single type of trash had a rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we used composting trash bags for everything, mm-hmm. except for our paper because paper always has the cardboard in it Mm -hmm. and those things would just you would put the cardboard in it and we just go (laughs) and it was gone (laughs) just absolutely just disintegrating into nothing it would be shredded by the time you're trying to take it to the trash bin like you've got paper all over the floor and it's just like (laughs) you know what maybe this just doesn't get a receptacle and we just carry the can to Mm -hmm. the trash bin because this is actually causing more damage than it's worth (laughs) yeah we've been using like um paper bags for recycling Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and it helps us take out the trash sooner so that's fine (laughs) yeah that's good there's no problems in that (laughs) (laughs) and it in south carolina like you put everything together i know that california has a lot of like strict rules about recycling and stuff like that but all the recycling tell me that a carolina doesn't care about the planet (laughs) oh i'm just joking let me tell you in carolina one of the carolinas don't get mad at me that was a joke (laughs) a lot of people especially like the older people around here a lot of them don't realize that you can get like free recycling like have them come pick it up and so they just it's literally it doesn't cost anything but it's fine it's literally free it's recycling please it's okay it's okay yeah we've got a lot of rules california has a ton of rules we've got Mm -hmm. i mean listen to us we're talking about witchcraft now we're getting on a whole like tangent about recycling but this is taking care of our opinion as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) but here you have multiple trash bins so you have your bin that has the split down the center and it's got like paper goods on one side and then plastic and cans on the other side Mm -hmm. and the paper goods have to be completely dry they're not allowed to have food on it it's like 
So if you do like take out pizza, for example, you have to mm-hmm. take the little plastic or not the plastic, but the paper bit mm-hmm. out because that goes in compost, which is a separate section. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, those internet hacks that are like, just get your cardboard wet and then it will fit into your bin better. Now you've created a compost item, which is not the same as a recycle item. And you're I've doing your recycling wrong. Ever. Yeah, it was like, a, I mean, I've seen it a few times on the internet, but as we've all learned, if you're in the Discord, my For You page is like the most psychotic <laughs> wasteland of just rat trash. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> So you have, so you got your paper goods, you've got your cans and bottles, again, all having to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. Glass goes in there as well. So you have to rinse everything out before you put it in because it can't have food in it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got regular trash, which is always a really small bin because you're supposed to be utilizing the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a composting bin. Mm-hmm. And some cities, not our city, but some cities, like uh, my cousin lives in the Lodi area. I don't remember mm-hmm. where exactly, but he lives in the Lodi area. And it's his job to do stuff like this. So, like, he's um, he's not a trash man. Like, he's not mm-hmm. a collector. But it's his job to, like, make sure that things are, like, impacting the environment appropriately or something like that mm-hmm. regarding trash and he was telling me that some of the trash cans now have got cameras on them to make sure that you are composting what is supposed to be composted and if you're not composting properly they will find you oh so like we are very serious in California about our trash rules <laughs> Yeah, South Carolinians would never, would never. I mean, they're for, like, you know, observ- being observed in, like, a police type of matter, but sure. <laughs> in regards to recycling and stuff, they're like, no, no. this goes against my freedoms. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky line. I mean, I'm it not is. saying that I think that the cameras on the trash can oh, yeah. are appropriate. <laughs> like, I don't know that they are. I, I mean, again, I we do not have that here, so I cannot comment on how I would actually feel about being monitored that way. Because <laughs> um, I don't I don't experience that, but I just, I just know just imagine going out there in your onesie. <laughs> this is at my compost. <laughs> <laughs> Flashing the camera like, <laughs> now you you can't find me legally because you've committed a crime. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh no! Oh no! Um, and I know but, a lot of places the the reusable bag thing is relatively new as well. Mm-hmm. We've had that here since I was in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like getting charged for a bag. So we, we have reusable yeah. bags, and I just got new ones, and I was really excited about it. Yeah, we just get you know plastic bags. We don't have... I haven't seen one of those, like, thin (laughs) thank you plastic bags since Mm -hmm. I was a kid. That's crazy. I haven't seen one in forever. Like, I vividly, of course, remember what they look like. Mm -hmm. But I have not seen one of those bags since I was a teenager. That's crazy. But it's good. It's good. It's crazy. Well, it is, but it isn't. Like, it's really weird. Like, we get these bags now. Like, if you go to Walmart, for example, Mm -hmm. and you get a bag... Mm-hmm. It's made of way thicker plastic because the idea is that you're supposed to reuse it. You're supposed to bring it back. But you know no that if going you're... To do it. Nobody's doing that. Like, I know they're not. And so, like, 
yes, it's good. But Mm -hmm. also, is it? (laughs) Because if you are somebody who does not want, who's okay with paying the 10 cents a bag, because it's Mm -hmm. not that much money. Yeah. I feel like it's making way bigger waste. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I try to opt for either reusable or the paper bags if they're available. Or I'll just, I'll literally just carry things out of the store. Yeah, I've done. I've definitely done that too. I've been like, I don't need a bag. I forgot my bags. I I got it into the cart just fine. I'll get it out of the cart yeah. just fine. You have one between your. You're boobies. not taking my ten cents, Joseph Biden. Your, <laughs> you have some in your pockets. It's fine. It's handled. <laughs> I just even like there was one time that I like filled our cart. It was like Christmas mm-hmm. or something. And I filled our cart with like just shit for the mm-hmm. kids. And I forgot bags and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to hand put all this stuff into the trunk. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You're not getting my 10 cents. Gavin Newsom. I know what you're <laughs> up about. <laughs> oh no so i started listening to braiding sweetgrass with the rest of you guys yay are you gonna join book club i am i think you I better am. i'm already Good. like i think i am a third of the way through the audiobook it's um, so good isn't it well i read the book a while ago um but i was also going through that whole brain fog like situation yeah and so like listening to it like with you know with my ears and being able to comprehend things it has been very nice and as you said she has such an amazing voice and such an amazing presence it's, um, it's just so much more impactful when it comes out of her mouth um, rather than really someone is. else I, yeah I'm really glad oh. she did it because you could tell because the sentimentality is there like when she's mm-hmm. talking about everything especially about her daughters which is oh. uh, like spoilers if everyone's like well that's spoilers I mean I don't know if you could really spoil a like non-fictional well, you know yeah, a biographical book, book. <laughs> <laughs> but at one point she talks about her daughter's like leaving home and I'm just sitting here thinking about my you know 14 soon to be 15 year old I'm like no this is horrible no 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 but i did like when she was um it was at the part where um they were talking about the pond and she's like you know the pond kind of represents like older bodies you know instead of viewing us viewing it as getting older instead we hold stories and tons of like new growth and potentials and stuff like that and i was like oh Okay, I like. Have that. you cried at all? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I think I cried. So I'm, I'm caught up now. I've listened to the entire book on audiobook mm-hmm. now. Um, I think I cried like nine times. <laughs> <laughs> it just really like, it, it's impactful. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. in my opinion, I haven't read a book that was that impactful for me in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually really glad that we reread this book. Because mm-hmm. we did it like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad that we did it. Because, again, because it's just, it's really good. And it's important. And I think that this, when we talk about like beginner books and rereading mm-hmm. beginner books as refreshers for mm-hmm. information... I think that this is one of those books that you should read every few years as a refresher mm-hmm. because it's just, it's really impactful, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we get a little jaded in our practice mm-hmm. and 
towards things that we have these opinions on and these thoughts on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think it's really good to have redone this. If you yeah. <laughs> I think lately um, within my practice, you know, most books are very beginner based as we've discussed before. And so lately in my practice, I search for more like inspirational books that makes me excited to practice and makes me excited to get out into nature. Obviously, you know, breeding sweet grass is one of those, but also like spell in the wild and like books of like that, obviously like spell in the wild is very good, but it's not at the level of like breeding sweet grass, obviously, but spell in the wild is like, so like, makes you want to go out and practice and enjoy, you know, life as a witch and things like that. And oh no, I wish more books would come out like that. That is less like this is my practice and this is how you should practice and mm-hmm. this is a spell. You should do this spell. And instead be like, yeah, I do want to practice. I want to make my own spells. Yeah. I want to go out in nature. Like I think anything that encourages like the practitioner to take mm-hmm. things into their own hands and not be so like if you don't do it exactly this way you will die in a fire and you will kill your whole family <laughs> um, I think any book that inspires that is good mm-hmm. that's a yeah. good thing because <laughs> um, I do think that too many books not that they tell you you're gonna die fire and brimstone if you mess it up but i do mm-hmm. think that they leave a lot of that room for imagination and making things your own out of books exactly um which you know it's not really on the author to of course not it's not on the author to be like you know hey guys go out and make things your own but simultaneously i think there is this disconnect with new which is that they're so afraid of doing something wrong Mm-hmm. Yeah, they forgot not the whole not reason why they which wanted is to, obviously, yeah. but... but they forgot about the reason why they wanted to practice in the first place. Like it was yeah. to for self discovery and to find magic. And you know, you're not going to find magic looking at a manual. You're going to find magic by actually going out there and you know enjoying stuff and feeling it and experiencing it. Yeah. Well, and how many like. Let's be honest, how many new witches books read like lawnmower manuals? Oh, yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very book sad. Is so pretty, but it also actually does not have to read like on part A, B, C, 12. We're going to connect connector six to the, the square connector mm-hmm. of the, the 6748. <laughs> it completely removes like all way. the emotion out of spell work, which is important. And so much of spell work is emotion. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. If you're not feeling it and you're just doing a spell just because you need to do the spell, like, Mm, is it gonna work and you're sat there like with your book or your phone or whatever (laughs) and going okay we've gotta add this thing into here and then that thing into there Mm -hmm. like I don't know some of it has to be felt with gusto from the inside Mm -hmm. and I do like you know part of witchcraft is experimenting and stuff like that and I feel like a lot of newer witches are scared to experiment because they're scared of getting it wrong as you said and which is not a judgment oh no it's just not at all a reoccurring observation (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Well, on that note, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> we did get a bit, we did get on a little bit of a tangent there. <laughs> Look, about, we've uh, been reading Braiding Sweetgrass or listening yeah. to it. And so, yeah. Listen, about the I'm going to be a now, hater. Guys. I'm going to be a hater and I'm going to say that if you listen to audiobooks and you don't read them, it's still reading. Okay. And anybody who says that it's not is ableist and weird. So who cares how you consume the book? Just consume the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, really, really grinds my gears when people say stuff like that. <laughs> Just read the book. Who cares if you're listening to it? Or like, you know, it's like when people go, oh, well, if you read it on a Kindle, it's not really reading because you're turning the pages. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I love my Kindle. People are rude. People are so rude and they worry about the dumbest things. And at the end of the day, if the biggest complaint you have in this world is that some people read books by listening to audiobooks, you're doing okay. Life's all right. Yeah. Yes, it is. You're doing a great just let people consume lit- literature in whatever format they choose to consume it and stop worrying yourself about it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, as you said, the whole ableist aspect, I mean, you know, yeah. if you don't, especially if you're busy and the only way you can actually learn and consume materials is by listening to it. I mean, you're still learning. That's the important part. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. My viewpoint is that you aren't better than other people because you have the time to sit down and flip pages in a book. You're just not. Um, Is it great that you have the time to do that? Amazing. 12 out of 10. I'm so happy for you. I definitely do it. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's a whole demographic of people that are stuck in a car commuting two hours every single day um, or more. Mm-hmm. There's a whole demographic of people who do not have the cognitive function to be able to sit down and read a book like that. Mm-hmm. And they can consume in whatever way they choose to consume. And that does not make them less than than you. So shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that being said, thanks so much for joining us today, guys. <laughs> with that lovely closing note uh we hope to see you guys next week for our regularly scheduled episode as a reminder we're going to be talking about palmistry we've got paula from p is for palmistry which is very exciting i think that's gonna be fun we've never had a palmistry episode yeah uh you can also check out our website for links to everything including Mm -hmm. our submission form if you want to send us a handwritten story for coffee and cauldrons i've also got a link on there for our phone number if for some reason the it being in the bio is just complicated for you um Mm -hmm. that's valid it's in it's on our website which is coffeeandcauldrons.com or you can email us at submissions at coffeeandcauldrons.com to tell us any ghost story witchy story tip or topic that you think the community would love to hear and as always if you enjoy coffee and cauldrons please take us take a moment to review us on apple Podcasts or even on spotify or if you want to support us directly consider joining our patreon we have so much going on on patreon not only the classes but we have a community we have spells that go up we have a monthly outlook um you get a lot 
and it's I'm yeah there's a lot that it. happens and this month if you join i'm hosting the monthly ritual and we're doing a <laughs> sewing circle and it's gonna be so fun that's, that's i'm really like excited fun. <laughs> i'm very excited everyone's doing a sewing circle we're making little protection sachets it's gonna be really fun i'm excited i love it <laughs> Well, that being said, everyone, have a great day. Hope it's the best for you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.